Welcome to Neoweek Audio, a collection of podcasts and Twitter spaces produced and curated by Neoweek, the number one news and community platform for the Neo Protocol and the Aurora ecosystem. At neoweek.com slash podcasts, you can find every interesting audio piece from the community in one place. We curate content on topics such as DeFi, NFTs, gaming, DAOs, community hangouts, and more. Basically, we got you covered near fam. And without further ado, let's dig in. Hello everyone, glad to see you guys on another NBC sync. Uh, see you have KissKissness, AVB, Blaze is coming up. What's up guys, how are you doing today? Hot, hot. Today is hot. And uh, uh, moon. <laughs> I'm glad to see that Kitskesis has come back from the death to enjoy the the new heights in the market. Should, should I change my uh, PVP again? Uh, <laughs> something like a rocket. <laughs> I think you're only allowed to change it to an NDC baddie. Oh no! Nice. Actually, it's a hot week, really. I mean, uh, not because of the hot uh, this wallet, but because of uh, the many things that is happening in DC. Uh, it's like, wow, it was crazy productively. And uh, yeah, a lot of changes coming. So yeah, I, I, I hope we will speak a little bit more about that because, I mean, uh, the DC is going to be huge. 100% and I really like that we are more and more people from the community, from the, uh, from the Congress members, they are like jumping into all the things that's happening and trying to help, trying to figure out, uh, creating proposals. Yes, of course, no, like not every proposal will be approved, 100%, but this, you know, energy of, okay, we have a problem, we need to fix it, this is awesome. Fire. I mean, that sounds amazing. What can I say? Uh, <laughs> Blaze uh, is with us also. Blaze, how are you doing? Hey, happy Friday, everybody. Hopefully everybody's going to get some downtime this weekend. But yeah, doing good. Lots going on in Congress for sure. Uh, making good progress. You know, there's going to be storming. But as long as at the end of the day, we all move forward together, that's kind of what matters most. So uh, really excited about a lot of developments going on. Love it. I mean, I guess let's jump into it. Uh, cases, uh, tell us all this stuff you're so excited about. What is going on in Congress? Oh, uh, I mean, like, why do we have some small people on this call? Ah, I will punish all these girls who receive funding and don't push this call. Come on. Okay, yeah, this is another topic. So, uh, <laughs> first of all, uh, first of all, we need a whip emoji. Sorry. No, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, I didn't get it. Okay, so, uh, yeah, what happened? Uh, first of all, uh, congratulations to, like, the first funding cycle, I would say, because, uh, like, last month on, uh, like, 15th of January, the first Gersu DAO received funding and uh, it was like the first cycle of the funding nodes and uh, now we are still uh, like gathering all reports from Gersu DAO but what I see like we have like awesome results from SoundDAOs SoundDAOs of course uh, didn't perform well but yeah it's like we are working right so it's it's like first steps 
like not everybody could do it but yeah anyway uh you can see like awesome results from uh, global dao like what i mean uh when you open near mobile and you see in the top uh, villages uh in hot uh near in the, near vietnam near indonesia uh, near ukraine and many other guilds in the top villages i mean you're like wow it works right Oops, sorry. Yeah, so congratulations to all uh, uh, I mean, to all uh, regional communities who is working with GlobDAO. Uh, I see it's like really huge results. And uh, I mean, yeah, like on the last week, uh, we re recreated the community chat for NDC and started to gathering the new, like the place where community will communicate, will uh, create fast, uh, I don't know, uh, discussing the proposals. Today we already started to discuss some proposals why they weren't approved by, I mean, it's exactly what we do expect from NDC, right? So, and I really appreciate what uh, New Turkey did. New Turkey from, for one day uh, pushed uh, 120 active members to the chat. So kudos to New Turkey, it's like awesome. Um, yeah, also I, I wanted to mention uh, like about more, uh, Grassroots DAOs, uh, like for example, Gaming DAO did uh, like achieve great results with funding uh, uh, like awesome games last month, and they uh, shared their first rappers. Uh, those have she's uh, uh, near. We have marketing DAO, like many, many, many others. So uh, yeah, I will not tell. Like sorry, I will not mention every Grassroots DAO because <laughs> it's like we have ten Grassroots DAOs at the moment. It's like really a lot, and I hope we will have more because we need to cover like so many different activities. Uh, but yeah, kudos to everybody who did it, who, write, who wrote the report, who did not write the report. I still waiting for that. <laughs> and Congress waiting for that, right? So yeah, uh, what else? Uh, uh, I, I would say it uh, like, I, I guess we have kind of, uh, I would say internal consensus about the voting mechanism in Congress, I mean, right? And uh, I would say yeah, it looks kind of okay from like most of the parties, I would say. Uh, so uh, as you know, we are going to move with uh, voting mechanism to vote, to engage more community, to like communicate about it, to like ask questions, like request changes, whatever, 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 and put it on voting in House of Merit. So of course uh, it could be rejected at any more point, but we already here, we already starting to push in this uh, this final document, I would say, in the journal uh, decisions. So yeah, kudos to Ops team who did deliver this. Of course, many things are still in progress and maybe uh, not in the best conditions that House of Merit and like other houses was ever expected. And uh, I mean, we really have like overloaded. We don't, we see that problem. We don't understand it. And now House of Merit started to work on uh, decentralized this development. So. In the coming weeks, uh, we are going to create more uh, RFPs, more uh, decentralized uh, proposals for the community to cover our developments, cover our, uh, like, uh, I don't know, products that NDC is, uh, like, owner, right? So, um, yeah, uh, it's, it's, like, really great news, and I, and I, and I uh, believe that we are on the right way, uh, right? Um, what else? Um, uh, what else? We started to uh, we started to take the conversation about geek style that Blaze mentioned, right? So we need so like Congress like totally overloaded. We, we, like hear me out. We totally overloaded. We have too many tasks. These twenty six people is not uh, uh, like is not able to uh, cover everything. But uh, I mean, like when you look at this task, you you don't you, you can't find something not important like. Everything extremely important, right? We we have uh, service now who needs to cover our like uh, main main near protocol socials. We have we need to work on transition of, of uh, go forum. We need to work on like uh, covering like uh, projects uh, uh, funnel, right? And it's like many 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 tasks, uh, and uh, we don't have resources inside the Congress. So we'll be definitely we will try to open. 
like this task to the community and try to engage them. I don't know if it will be like the, the, the way that Blaze proposed or uh, like we will create another way or maybe community will propose. I don't know. But we are starting to work on it. And uh, I, I, I think it's a great signs of that in DC we are community and we are working in pushing right uh, the, the the activity to the community. Okay, uh, <laughs> I mean it's even not half of the things that we are uh, that we are worked on last week. So uh, it's uh, uh, I would say uh, um, it's some progress on the legal side of the NDC, right? Uh, I I will not tell you that it is a success or not. I I don't know. We're still in the progress. It's like a lot of parties in, uh, who is working on that. Uh, but I would say we find kind of um, uh, kind of solution, but we still need to work on it. That will uh, that uh, that uh, every party will will be agreed on. Uh, so and uh, believe me, it's like huge and hard work about the legal. It's uh, like completely new, not completely new structure, but it's completely uh, um, complex structure for the legal perspective, right? We have 29 people in, in Congress, we do have enforcers, we do have trustees, we need to set up uh, some kind of legal uh, company where we will put like all uh, this, you know, uh, like our demands uh, or like service contracts, whatever, whatever, whatever. So it's like really, really, really complex job. Uh, yeah, and uh, we are proceeding there. Okay, okay, but <laughs> what, what, what exactly do you want to hear from me? <laughs> That's the question for the community. What exactly do you want to hear from the House of Merit, right? Vox, tell me, tell me what what, what the community wants to know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not the community, but we have uh, actually someone from the community wanted to ask a question. I think. So I'll bring them up. Uh, Super Luchita, do you have a question for House of Merit? So we know what the community wants to know. Uh, not right now. It, uh, yes, I have uh, questions, but uh, I want to ask these questions after all reports. Uh, I know police uh, have uh, a report and I would have to. We need uh, to listen them. Yeah, okay. thanks to Katie for a report from uh, House of Merit. It was great. Okay, Katie, uh, I think I uh, would be interested to know more about this voting mechanism that you say there was uh, a lot of progress on. Uh, how does it look now and uh, what is it for? Oh, sorry, I started to speak without like uh, turn on me. Okay, uh, so yeah, uh, maybe the best person who will tell you about that is uh, Opsteam. Uh, so joined Wednesday, Wednesday's uh, calls with Opsteam, but like uh, what we uh, what we did progressed about. So uh, we had uh, so we had concerns about the threshold for the staked voting mechanism. Because uh, the power of the people, like twenty percent of the user accounts, hold it uh, like eighty percent of voting body of uh, voting power, which uh, was not good from the Congress side. So uh, the op operations team provided uh, uh, to the House of Merit and Congress, uh, like to every member, because you can just check this document, right? Uh, uh, like analysis of the network, uh, these people who staked uh, near. And uh, now, when with, with the full picture, we analyzed uh, this uh, document, and uh, it was uh, so we agreed to reduce the threshold for quadratic voting for 1,000 year, which says like the people, uh, like the, the max power that you can have, it's like 1,000 uh, power from the staked year, which means that uh, the like splitting of the power is 50 to 50 percent. So the 50 percent for the people. Uh, with less near and 50% with people uh, with uh, more near. And uh, this, uh, the voting mechanism now included the uh, activity rewards, which means that the people who had staked uh, before and maybe didn't have a stake on the moment of the uh, snapshot, but staked before. And for each month of the activity, they receive like uh, 20 uh, voting power for each month. 
and uh, now it makes more balance. So if you didn't have like enough stake, for example, you didn't have 1000, right? But you were active on chain and you did some transactions like months, months to months. Uh, we uh, give you like more voting power as you had like small amount of year. But of course it has limits. I, I actually don't remember the limits, like 300 voting power by activity or something like that. So yeah, which makes this, this uh, makes the split uh, 50-50 between the people with less near and, and with the people with more near. Got it, okay. Um, I think we'll come back with more questions to House of Merit, but let's not hold it up and hear also from other houses. Uh, so let's hear the update from Council of Advisors. Blaze, passing it to you. Yeah, so uh, COA actually did get to meet this week. We had uh, a few things come up for some of our members and couldn't get the call rescheduled, but kind of the topics we've been discussing in general and COA is with NDC services, the new legal entity, just, you know, how we're going to make decision-making there faster, which we're working with HOM on that as well, uh, as well as, um, you know, the new uh, director of that legal entity and uh, the enforcer. So just, and as well as NF. So we've had a lot of calls this week about how we get decision-making faster, because although we've got KYC online, we still don't have any funds transferred to that new legal entity. Uh, so we're not able to, you know, uh, send the funds to fractal or, um, you know, pay the director fee or our compliance officer fee. So we're trying to figure out how to get those decisions made faster so we can get this thing finalized and online, which goes hand in hand with what uh, Glib was saying. Um, you know, we need to also get legal counsel appointed and then we need to pick like an administrative provider. So the proposal to select the actual administrative provider, uh, which would be autonomous, went up to House of Merit yesterday. So they'll be voting on appointing that admin. Once that admin onboards, their responsibility in that new entity is to get things like bank accounts online, quickly give us, give us a debit card so that we can um, you know, pay for things like uh, Twitter, Google, hosting fees, domains, whatever we might need, right? Like Lib was saying. Um, and then also to issue small number of payments to contracts and providers. So that's kind of what a lot of focus has been this week is really trying to get that in a better place. Um, the other thing that kind of talking about is, uh, you know, just the there's still some conversations coming up about um, you know, Congress and the limits on, you know, the remuneration, the rewards that Congress members can make right now, that's capped at 7k. Um, so you can't in Congress make more than 7k, of course, with also a limit of roles. So that's been in discussion and is on our agenda to kind of get finalized. Did a couple other things here talking about the point of contact for COA. We have a Vangle in that role right now. However, I've been primarily facilitating a lot of this POC work. So we're going to talk about kind of what that means. Um, and that will be on the next call. And then talking about passage of budgets and hiring of roles, um, you know, just making sure that HOM does pass those uh, as we hire. And then um, the V2 elections and voting mechanism, like Glib said, it's looking a lot better but it does require the, the voting body, the humans of near have to turn out, we have to have a voting body proposal and they have to approve that. So they've asked for more feedback on that proposal, but I think a good next step is we probably need to set up some workshops with someone like Lucito and make sure we get the community on these calls, make sure we kind of go through the proposal. Um, you know, this can be with the ops team, but I just want to make sure that we get a lot of good focus and conversation and that proposal probably needs to be placed on chain as well. It's not actively on chain. I think it's in hack MD. So like, like Glib said, lots of things going on in Congress, but that's just a quick overview. Uh, Blaze, you know, I wanted to ask you, uh, you being one of the people, I guess, who was uh, very active in creating the voting system that was in place for the first election. Uh, how do you feel about uh, this uh, new voting system that sort of 
implements uh, a different approach than what we had during the first election where it was just one person one vote uh, not taking into account uh, the near that they hold or anything like that i think we still have a few challenges with the new voting mechanism and i saw some of those raised um, by uh, atrox uh, on twitter yesterday when they posted for feedback but the challenges we have right now is that not everybody has stake near. As a matter of fact, I know most OGs don't have their near stake. I am I'm one of them. I use, you know, liquid staking. And I also use things like Burrow and I LP for the community in some occasions. So I do a lot of other things with my near than just keep it staked. Um, so I think that's one of our challenges right now is that with that current um, voting proposal, um, even with the credits that you get for on-chain activity, we kind of need to see where we're going to end up on voting. I, I understand just because someone mentioned it to me jokingly that when they did the snapshot, I didn't have any stake near. And I don't keep a lot of stake near uh, anyway. I keep most of my near in liquid staking. So adding liquid staking, um, what are we going to do with lockups? Are we going to cover LPs to make sure we get real good voter representation? And if not, um, is your voting power based on on-chain activity going to be enough to really represent you as a contributor to the ecosystem? The other challenge we have is that we know that funding's been off for the community for over a year now, primarily. And so most community members did not have near stake and didn't have near. So we'll just kind of, I, I think what we should do actually is what we should do is we should do a report on the humans on near. So the 4,000 IAH accounts, we should do a report on that and see what the voting body makeup looks like with stake weighted voting. And that would tell us if most of these folks would even have somewhat of a vote there. Even though they added the credits there for on-chain activity, I wonder if it's going to really be enough. So that would be an interesting thing to look at. Covering off the open item about LPs, liquid staking, you know, and lockups, that will be good to cover. And then the last thing was really around, um, we need to make some changes this next election specifically to what makes you an eligible voter to vote in this ecosystem so we need some vo voter eligibility criteria uh, and we also need um we also need not the voter eligibility criteria there was one more aspect maybe avb can think of it off the top but um oh a limit on roles so one of the challenges that we had this last last election is that aurora really um, rallied their community so they have most of the seats, you know, in the houses, but we should probably have a limit on any particular node having most of the seats. So I think we should look at, you know, a limit of, of, of nodes and the limit of seats. There has to be some threshold there for inclusivity. So that was the other issue raised by Atrox, but a lot of people have been talking about this for a while. Um, but th those are some general thoughts. However, this voting mechanism has been moved far closer to one person, one vote. So it is looking very good from that perspective. I think there's some open items. And the last thing I'll say is elections are in May. I don't think we're going to make it by them with this voting mechanism, but let's see. Um, and if we, we're not, we need a backup plan. Oh, elections are in June, as in all right. But uh, yeah, I, I wanted to uh, to forward the questions about. Uh, uh, so yeah, as you know, in the document, uh, it includes uh, 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 stake, uh, liquid staking tokens. Of course, you will receive the power, uh, voting power for that. And for uh, for activity, I think uh, like you you can check and uh, say your opinion on that. But I would say it's enough voting power for uh, for activity. Kind of, I would say it's kind of 300 voting power out of 1,000 that you could receive from uh, stake near. So, yeah, and uh, <laughs> the question is, uh, so uh, I, I, I didn't have enough stake on the moment of, I mean, I didn't have any stake at the moment of uh, snapshot, <laughs> unfortunately, too. So I will have, uh, yeah, I didn't have uh, stake, liquid stake tokens, too, in my account, unfortunately. So yeah, I will. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm looking to this uh, activity uh, thing to cover my <laughs> voting power. Yeah, overall, I I would love that uh, in current uh, solution we do have uh, uh, we do have much more users, uh, uh, much more wallets uh, uh, included in the voting process. So it's around like two hundred thousand uh, or even more. Like, please check the documents. Maybe I'm wrong. 
but yeah, even I think I guess even more. So it's uh, I guess it's more decentralized from the way of four thousand people that we have right now, and of course it's uh, like uh, gives the, gives more power to the people who uh, did bought uh, bought near and uh, hold it and stake it. I guess it's like from my perspective, it's like the, the correct uh, way of uh, doing things. But yeah, again, it's just my opinion. Uh, so was the snapshot already taken for the next voting? Uh, yeah, it was take, uh, it was taken before the document uh, was uh, uh, like cre created. Uh, as I know, it uh, was taken on seventeenth of December. But uh, uh, like for example, Potato raised the question that maybe uh, we do need to change this um, snapshot to take it earlier. Uh, as I know, it's not no technical problems to make it earlier so uh, I, I don't know maybe what body should vote on it uh, not sure uh, yeah maybe we should collect more opinions on that uh, yeah the VB must approve this new voting mechanism no no this of course I mean the, the date of snapshot oh oh yeah uh, I mean for, I, I don't know how, maybe we should run easy pool or like yeah I, I'm not sure perfect uh... Okay, I think it's time we let uh, Mr. Avid B from Transparency Commission speak. I can't hear Wax, so can Blazer, uh, just let me know when it's my turn. Uh, yeah, 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 now your turn. <laughs> um, Elon, I know you're listening. Please fix this shit. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I've you should jump in and out several times. Oh, okay. Yeah? Can you hear me now? Yeah, 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 go ahead. Yeah, awesome. Um, okay, well, maybe we'll just start really briefly with that last point. Um, yeah, just addressing um, Blaze's point that he kind of threw at me in regards to groups representation in uh, Congress. If I were to look at it through the current mechanisms that we have in TC to try to deal with these issues, technically we do have some measures in place to try to mitigate this. So something important to take into account is that one group having a majority is actually kind of bad for them because they have to abstain from any that would affect them. So it would actually make it a lot harder to fund things in those communities while trying to avoid conflicts of interest. But also the opposite is true. You know, if one group were to be seen to be, you know, uh, abusing their power, disproportionate way. There can also be ways to, you know, address that. So I'm personally less, yeah, I guess I'm not as concerned about any group having outsized representation. I'm more, because, you know, this is going to change every six months or whatever the final frequency for the elections is. At the moment, I'm more concerned about, or, or my focus will make sense, will be robust and resilient regardless of who is in power. So from the TZ perspective, everything has been written and put in place with me thinking that I and the people that are in there with me that I can work with side by side will not be there one day. So I want to make sure that whatever we do now will be fair and consistent over time. And obviously this should trigger over to the to the other houses. So that was a the comment on the representation on the bike groups. The thing on the limits in Congress we discussed last week, it's been a pretty common sense approach. We'll be looking at number of hours, remuneration, et cetera, just to make sure that, you know, people are not, you know, being a little bit sneaky and taking a little bit more than the value they create, but also that opportunities are spread out evenly so that, you know, more people have a chance to participate. I think that the key line there that I like is we're trying to make it flexible enough to enable people that have a project that have, you know, other things happening in the ecosystem to be able to come in, serve as a public servant, we really value uh, people's time and experience. But also, you know, after six, 12, 18 months, whatever the case may be, we also want people to like, you know, move on and go back to what we're doing before or to a new project, wherever life may take them. Um, yeah, you know, NDC shouldn't become a, a lifetime appointment of, of you know. Um, Kiskesis, would you like to jump in at this point before we move on? 
Uh, yeah, I just want to add that uh, you, you just had a great point about uh, in place, right? About uh, uh, rules of the next elections, how it should, uh, should looks like, uh, like changes to governance framework and election process. Uh, process. So, uh, from my perspective, uh, I would uh, I will expect uh, the community to work on that because right now I, I, I see that. Uh, Congress uh, are loaded on this and uh, on the current tasks and uh, yeah I don't know uh, I think that House of Merit should uh, like um, force uh, not force but create kind of the quest uh, to communities that okay folks we need your help we need to uh, create a group of independent people blah, blah blah who will work on the governance and next election things and yeah I mean <laughs> I would say it's kind of a blaze approach, but with limited rules to governance framework, uh, like governance tasks and uh, uh, and uh, next elections. So, yeah, just to add to the. You know, I mean, context. I agree. It, you know, I agree, and I actually have been thoroughly enjoying the update this week because I too was not up to date on the latest governance um, design. Um, a man can only be in so many places at once. Look, my overall thoughts are, you know, we can draw some parallels with staking. If you want to have a validator node, there is a relatively high entry price. Uh, last time I checked a few months ago, it was 26000 You must have some technical capability. You must have, you know, it costs money per month to maintain. So we only have a smaller group of validators, but they're kind of vital. Like we rely on them for the network to stay alive. And over time, recognizing this importance, there's been programs like the past two, three stake wars to make sure that, you know, the finances are not a problem and that we can train people into being able to run a validator node. You know, Metapool is doing great work now with enterprise nodes. We're getting some, you know, bigger players from other ecosystems, lowering the barriers. So if we were to draw some parallels, I think that it does make sense to have a threshold for people to vote. And, you know, there are open conversations as to how much that threshold should be. And, you know, to Blaze's point, there should also be ways for people to earn money in the ecosystem to be able to meet that threshold. So for instance, I would expect someone that is very active, testing every new project, the bridge, creating content, attending conferences, participating in hackathons, onboarding his grandma or her grandma. They should probably get like an airdrop or be able to farm or be able to receive grants because, you know, there's only <laughs> so much that one can fork out. I mean, at the moment, a thousand year would be over $3,000, which is not an insignificant amount of money. So I think that's the balance that we have to strike, make sure that we do have a high standard on who gets to have a say, because let's be honest, even if you received a grant in the past and you dumped in the market the day you received the money, they were fucking over the rest of us that were holding near. And, you know, if, if the price of our bags is collapsing, then we have issues with, you know, team and ecosystem morale. Nobody wants to come build here. Nobody wants to come to invest. So we do have to acknowledge that maybe in the past, the people that had more of a short-term view maybe took away some dollars, but they may have held back the ecosystem. So this is a complex exercise of trying to align interests. And for me, it basically says, hey, who is in it for the long term? Let's all have some skin in the game. Let's make it possible for everyone to rise to that level. And I think we should see it as a, as a privilege to be able to participate in the selections. And yeah, I think that overall, uh, after much discussion, <laughs> uh, some days more heated than others, um, I do think it's moving in a good direction. So if that's, you know, m m my two cents on the issue, um, Philippe, I, I do think that the community should have more of an open site. I'm just mindful of having a structured conversation or a structured debate. Um, I'm less of a fan these days of the Telegram channels where it really depends which time zone you're in, which mood you're in, you know, the weather on your local location. It's impossible for anyone to keep up with these linear Telegram chats. They just go around in circles and people are fighting about some things that have already been settled. People haven't really read the documentation. Like, we should have a more efficient way to enable people to come in, easily catch up with what's going on at their true sense and jump out. No one should have to be there 24-7 fighting everyone so that their point remains valid. Um, so yeah, that's my, my two cents on the 
general ecosystem, I guess, governance evolution. I don't know if there's any questions at the moment. Um, I don't know if I can hear Wax either. So if he asks, maybe somebody else will have to translate for me. Um, can you hear me? Uh, yeah, AVB can't hear you, I guess. AVB uh, can't hear me. Okay, can you just ask him <laughs> to start? Uh, what is the general updates from Transparency Commission for the past week? Uh, and we'll, yeah, we'll go from there. Vox is asking. I can't hear. Vox is asking uh, <clears throat> the general updates from the Transparency Commission from the last week. Yeah, this uh, this is very weird, but we're making it work. <laughs> Just like the NDC. Yes. So um, it's been a relatively quiet week uh, for the TC in the sense that you know we've been getting an increasing number of complaints. And there's a few things that we're kind of participating in, some conversations. Hopefully, they can be um, settled before they escalate into a complaint. Um, exciting thing, I guess, for the TC, we uh, solved, I guess we closed the first uh, complaint. So on this point, there are two types of reports that the TC is handling at the moment, and we're open for feedback. The first one is a public report, so it should have a really quick overview of what the complaint was and what the outcome was. When I say a really quick overview, the one right now is really quite basic. Um, maybe too basic, we could revise that. Um, you know, it's an open conversation. The key takeaway with the public report is we want to make sure that when making a report public, <laughs> We're not basically reopening the conversation and re-litigating the issue and setting the ecosystem on fire. You know, we want to protect people's reputation, integrity, whether the claim was valid or not. You know, there's just a lot of nuance that goes into the decision. And all of the nuance, including recommendations, suggestions, etc., are going on a private report. So the current public report is paragraph. Um, the private one is several pages. And for this um, first case, um, the private report um, has been sent to the House of Merit, and it will be up to them to, you know, adopt one or more of the suggestions um, that we've made. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been exciting. It's been, uh, I think, uh, I can't hear Wax, but if he could comment, uh, I think it's been a, a good team building exercise of working through these cases, everyone sharing and documenting the reasoning, their thoughts you know, gathering all the evidence. And overall, I guess that the positive news is that when you take the time to shut out the noise from the world and only look at a specific issue and, you know, take the time to read everything, try to put in a bit of a timeline, you know, understand exactly what was going on, it's much easier to try to understand or, or we've been able to identify in several cases where the confusion may have been, where the misunderstanding may have been, where the potential wrongdoing, whether, you know, honest mistake or otherwise, um, happened. And I guess the exciting thing for me as a someone with a with a legal background is I really enjoy all the gaps that we currently have in the governance frameworks. So, for instance, in this first case that we handed in, some people might say, it wasn't wrongdoing because nobody told them to do or not to do it a certain way. But now we have the recommendation of, hey, you know, there are certain things that perhaps should be explicit. You know, it's a lot more work for everyone involved. And, you know, for people to think that we're not doing anything at NDC, you'd definitely be wrong. You know, these would basically all go to the backlog of memos to be drafted, to become official guidelines so that over time, as the number of grassroots DAOs increases, the number of direct grantees increase, everyone can go and see, you know, the written guidelines. And they know, oh, if I get money from community treasury, I'm meant to use the money for the purpose that it was given to me. You know, <laughs> crazy concept. But yes, now it will be explicit. <laughs> and there can be some provisions there. You know, what happens if the price of near grows up and suddenly we have double the money? What happens if it goes down and I don't have money to pay people? Like, there's a lot of nuance in things. And yeah, I think that the TC has really given that space to take all these things into account. Because as I said, you know, on a linear real-time chat, it's just very hard for people to really be able to explain all the context, why ha what happened, why it happened. 
you know, to discuss potential solutions. So yeah, I think that overall it's been a good week. Um, and yeah, I don't know if there's any any questions up until now from Max of the community. Kiska uh, says, can you ask Kevin to leave this place and rejoin so he can hear me? <laughs> yeah, Avibi tried to rejoin. Yeah, but Vax asked Avibi if you can join and rejoin again to hear him. <laughs> Avibi, do you hear me? Yeah, I, I see he dropped. Ah, so. Okay, okay, he dropped. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so but basically Avibi has ended <laughs> his report, so... Okay, I just joined back on. Wax, can you try? Uh, hey, can you hear me now? Oh, I okay. your voice. Uh, did, 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 did you restart your application? Twitter or website and know where you're sitting from? I just uh, left the space and then joined again. I, I didn't um, restart Twitter as such. Yeah, maybe you should restart the Twitter. Uh, like, exactly. Oh, but can you hear me now or not? No, 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 he can't hear you. Yes, I can hear you now. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, there is no problem. Okay. Uh, all right, everybody. So uh, can you actually, I think, uh, would be interesting to hear, I know the first investigation from TC has been uh, sort of uh, completed uh, about uh, Creatives DAO. I'm not sure how much of it you can share, but I think it would be interesting for community to hear uh, how did the first investigation go and uh, just in general, what are your thoughts about it? Yes, I mean, uh, I, I mean, we can put this in the category of there being a gap. You know, it hasn't really been clearly delineated what to share and what not to share. You know, as long as we're not slandering people. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm happy to share. And you know, if anyone has any questions, uh, please reach out afterwards if, if anything was wasn't clear enough. So the the first investigation was in regards to, I guess, the handling of some assets in a creative style. And in particular, it was looking at the remuneration for council members. So the House of Merit approved as part of their monthly budgets, um, I believe it was two and a half thousand per council member. And in December and January, um, after the complaint was made and made to them, they paid themselves more. I think it was up to four thousand. So the conversation and the investigation start around, you know, trying to understand, you know, well, there's a few things there. The first one is you know, where does the money come from? You know, if the DAO has $30,000, why is it asking for every single dollar for the next month's uh, request? So our principle that we came up there is, you know, grassroots DAOs, if funded from community treasury, should use that money for that purpose before asking for more money. You know, it's not like you can keep, you know, 5000 aside every month and at the end of the year you give yourself a big bonus and buy a house or something. So th th there were some uh, some questions there. There were some deeper issues around just the nature of the relationship between grassroots DAOs and the community treasury. You know, if they approve a budget, say, council remuneration, and, you know, you choose to basically not... If you choose to ignore an agreement for the money that was handed over at a certain price for a certain thing... You know, where does the discretion to act as a DAO come in? You know, there were a lot of discussions around the legal clause that grants the discretion to trustees. This is a standard clause on all trusts. Of course, trusts also have the other clause, which is the main one around the purpose of the trust. You know, you have full discretion within that purpose. So in that case, the purpose of the Creative DAO Trust, as you would expect, is to support creative communities. You know, that's a an oversimplification, but it did not include to, you know, maximize council members' pay. Um, so there were a few a few things um, there. There were some other ancillary issues around, you know, willingness to cooperate, transparency, um, just, you know, a, a range of behaviors. So the some of the suggestions made to the House of Marriott was to pause funding until the issue with the current funds is sorted out. Suggestions made around making it explicit 
that if there is an agreement between the House of Marriage, the community treasury, and anyone receiving money, money has to be used for that purpose. Discretion, yes. You have discretion of which creative community you give money to, but you don't have discretion to pay yourself $15,000 and then to give whatever. Um, other recommendations would be, and this is a really interesting example of trying to balance out the power of each house. So TC investigates, we recommend House of Merit to look into some measures regarding to budget allocation and approval. The final recommendation is that the creative style should have elections so that the creatives community has the ultimate say on who they want their leadership to be. Um, there were some important considerations there in ensuring that if there is a small group of people that may be at fault for whatever reason, the TC should always make sure that a small group of people is not able to bring down the entire community or funding avenue. So in this case, you know, we don't want to shut down the entire creatives now because, you know, two or three people in the leadership may be doing, you know, things at odds with the way that it should be. We want to make sure that that vehicle of funding for those communities that, you know, are not at fault um, still remains there over time. So, yeah, the... The report has been given to House of Merit, to the Creatives DAO, and, uh, you know, it's been uh, uh, mixed reviews, as you can expect. Um, some things people agree with more than others, but I think that ultimately, as far as the TC goes, our role is pretty simple. We just want to make sure that the community treasury is administered and distributed correctly, and if we see a pattern of behavior where after the money has been given to you, you think it is yours and you're no longer accountable to the community, that's wrong. And I should mention that the complaint was very specific, looking at a very recent instance of council member remunerations, but there were many other instances kind of related to the same issue. You know, we don't have to go into detail, but the history between the council members and historical remuneration dating back to January, the January to March period, and, you know, the East Milan instance, there's just a, a longer string of, there's a pattern of behaviour um, that, you know, leads, uh, we're all, you know, taken into account and led to that, to that decision. Um, so, Perluchito, are you trying to ask a question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I try to ask a question. Yeah, thanks for your report from TS, but uh, there I can Luchito? see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? I do. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, cool. Uh, can I hear him? Because I'm not. I can hear. Oh, sorry, I need to reconnect. Okay, uh, Abdel, thanks for your report, Gain, and uh, from Tess. And I want to ask you a question. Uh, where can the community can read uh, a report about first investigation uh, from Tess? It's public information or not? Or no, if uh, it's not public, why is not public? Yeah, I mean, I guess everything I've said right now is public. You've all heard it here, it's recorded. There is a, what we've called a private report. What I was explaining to the TC members, at least the way that I see it, and you know, there can be some uh, a difference of perception around it. The difference between public and private, it's not really a privacy thing, it's more of a length thing. So, for instance, um, as part of the investigation, each council member, and there's six of us, uh, sorry, a Transparency Commission officer, you know, each one of us has a section where we all document our reasoning, the evidence that we find, what influences us, why are we thinking of... Mine is a lengthier one, um, but we did come to the realization that we just need to make it brief so that community knows what was the complaint, but most importantly, like, 
sorry. Decision. Yeah, I've a bear. At the moment. I've a bear. Do you hear me? I've a bear. Yes. Uh, okay, yeah. Okay, I hear you. Good, good. You can continue. Yeah, decision. Um, it's only been given to the House of Merit at uh, one. Uh, sorry, sorry, but why two House of Merit? I think Trust is a, a government's body uh, without uh, any control from House of Merit. You can uh, decide your decision. Sorry, can you please repeat that question? Yeah, uh, why? Yeah, you say to you that uh, you should. Um, uh, get advice from House of Merit about this uh, uh, first uh, investigation, yeah? Um, no, so, so to clarify, the investigation happened as a report. If there is an investigation against a sitting member of Congress, then TC has the power to remove them, if the transgression were serious enough. Um, you know, there could be many investigations against sitting members that don't lead to a removal. That would be like a like a last option if something is very serious. If the investigation, however, is about any other body, and, you know, we look at this as anyone who receives money from the community treasury, you know, House of Merit approved a budget for a certain group of people, we can investigate, you know, was the money used for the purpose that was originally approved? Mm -hmm. However, you can see that the challenge is that we don't have direct power over any other ancillary groups. So in this case, you know, say a grassroots DAO or maybe a grantee, you know, like operations, mm -hmm. etc. All that we can do is to try to investigate. Sorry, Avabe, I can't hear you. Anybody here, Avabe? Or it's only from so my side? Yeah, right now I can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sorry, I'm walking in circles, but maybe I'm walking too fast. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was saying that, you know, in this case, we send the report uh, with the findings and the suggestions to the body that does have the power of action. Um, and at the moment, that body would be the House of Merit, as far as deciding on future budgets. Um, and we've also sent the report to the Creative DAO because they themselves have the power to, you know, call for an election or to make any changes internally as they may see fit. So, you know, if they wanted to look at the report, go back to the House of Marriage. So this uh, report is public, yeah? Yeah, sorry, yeah, this report is public, yeah? I can read uh, it uh, right now, yeah? From TS about first investigation. As I know, it was uh, about grassroots, about maybe CDAL, yeah? There is a public summary of the report. Um, the full report has only been sent to House of Merit and Credit Shell. But why to House of Merit? I, I think you can uh, decide uh, without any government body because uh, you are government body as uh, House of Merit UA, 